welcome along to the first episode of this currently untitled Football Manager Podcast, which, you know, it's called the Football Manager Podcast, but it may, you may evolve into something new. I'm here today with IJ. How are you doing, mate? Good, thank you. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm excited for something new. This should be good. It should be good. If it's anything like the streams, mate, it should be, it should be good fun. Rather funny. Rather funny. You know, that seems to be the name that's going to go on my uh, CV and on my headstone. <laughs> the rather funny. <laughs> Which, you know, is either a compliment or a really backhanded compliment. So, you know, it's all good. But anyway, so we're here today. This is the pilot episode, effectively, of our Football Manager podcast. Again, currently untitled. If you have a good name by the time this goes out and we haven't named it, drop it down in the comments. Or head over to Twitter at halftime underscore cuppa. But basically, we've got a guest today for our first episode. We thought what we're going to go through, go through their sort of perspective on football and on the game of Football Manager. And just kind of go from there, to be honest. We're going to keep it quite casual, aren't we, uh, IJ? Indeed. It's how we do it. So yeah, our first guest, IJ. Do you want to intro our first guest? Yeah, today we have Mr. Joshua Peach. Um, Josh, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm a bit disappointed you've full named me as Joshua, to be honest, mate. That does say I'll take it. I was trying to... Yeah. Let's just move on from that. No, that's cool. I don't know know how to introduce myself, but... um, yeah, thank you, boy. Thank you, uh, boys, for having me on. I've been streaming FM for a bit, playing it for ages. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else you want me to say. But, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Josh. Josh is another member of the uh, FM community. Would say he's uh, a relative. I don't know, Josh. Would you say you're still relatively new on the scene? I guess you probably are. I think I've been doing things. it. Yeah, I've been streaming FM now for like five weeks, maybe. So I, I, I imagine that's quite new. But I don't know. Mate, it feels like a lot of people have joined recently. So, <laughs> mate, your stuff's been exploding. That's why we've got you on. Yeah, <laughs> you're a sure star. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm not sure about that, but I appreciate the support anyway. But no, it's been, it's been mega. It's been mega. But yeah, so Josh is yeah, as he said, an FM streamer over on Twitch. Uh, we'll we'll drop all his stuff down below. Go and f- if you are here and you haven't followed and you don't know who Josh is, head over, head over, definitely. He's got some great stuff. But basically, to be honest, most weeks I think we'll start with asking who you support. But that's a bit of a difficult question, Josh, isn't it for you? A bit of a, it's got a, a more complex answer I think than most people will give, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys, if anyone's listened to this and they do watch the streams, they might understand this a bit more than if someone's like, how do you not know? How is it not a straight answer who you support? Why is it just not one team? But um, I work in football. I am a video producer for a club. If you know, you know. If you don't, we'll leave it there. So uh, that is obviously one (laughs) affiliation to a team, Um, my local team, who I have had a season ticket before as, as a kid. And that is one side of the family. Uh, the other side of the family support an Ar- Arsenal. Um, so there's that connection. Then there's uh, a connection with New York uh, City FC in America. And that's a little bit of a loose connection, but I quite <laughs> enjoy MLS. So that's another one. So it, yeah, clubs from all around the world. I just love football, basically. There, there, is, there is an overriding team above them all, but that remains a mystery to most people. No, that's. Per- I think that's a really, uh, to be honest, it's a more interesting answer than just turning around and going, I support Sheffield Wednesday and just leaving it at that. I think yeah, this idea is a bit... you can kind of have a... Or, or as Charlie would say, I support Brighton. I mean, yeah, there was that. I wasn't going to reveal it straight away, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> it can, um, I reckon it's a bit plastic, doesn't it? It's not really, if you know me, but I suppose it can come across a bit plastic. Well, it's a really interesting concept, actually. I think we can get onto that. Maybe we can even lead with that, this idea. I know IJ's had, in, in certain areas, we've had conversations about this idea of being a plastic fan. I don't know, it's probably quite Indeed. a good place to start, actually, if we're talking about football. And obviously, I come from a part of side of the fence that's kind of like, well, it's better if you support your homegrown team. But I think people like Josh just absolutely perfectly put there. It's 
supporting a team for a reason rather than supporting a team because either it's local or just I think people struggle when people support teams because they're successful and I think it's been the theme in the past I mean my own dad's a West Ham fan from an era where West Ham were one of the top four teams in the country and it's like well you don't live in London like you didn't pick them because they're local yeah I think well as you're growing up you're naturally going to go to either your local side Mm. or the big side you want to see the team you want to see the team where you're going to get most success most enjoyment out of it yeah absolutely i think there's a a peer element to it i don't know what your thoughts are josh yeah i was gonna say i think it kind of like depends how you discover football in the first place because i think obviously a lot of it comes from your environment doesn't it if say if your dad's as you say i mean it it might not apply to you uh, charlie but as you say your dad's a west ham fan for example my dad is, is a heavy norwich fan He's the one that got me the season ticket in Norwich and obviously reveals that I work for Norwich, but that's fine. Um, so that that's kind of where that love of football started for me. But say when I was on a school playground, I, I knew the first thing I knew really was that my uh, granddad on my mum's side, who I didn't get to meet, was a massive Arsenal fan. Um, so he died when my mum was young. And I kind of tried to install the Arsenal link on me, I think, to try and like keep that that link going. Because um, no one else mm. my mum's side is that into football. So that kind of worked out. And that helped me kind of on the school playground to win all those, well, try and win all those arguments <laughs> over who, who's who's the best team in England. IJ, no, IJ, jump in. What's what's your, what's your, I know obviously you come from a slightly different perspective on it. So it's a bit good. Uh, yeah, well, um, I really started uh, watching football when I was probably six, seven, eight. Uh, just uh, my dad, mate, has a season ticket up at Old Trafford. And um, so, yeah, he paid um for a couple games a season and he my dad asked me if i wanted to go up and watch it was obviously from where i am it's quite a trek like four or five hours driving up there but um yeah so started there that that age and um that's really how i started supporting united yeah i think that locality can kind of come from the family as well like you've both said there i think a lot of where you find supporting teams because they're local in terms of their what's near to you and what's shown to you. If you find family members that are fans of certain teams, you're more likely to either completely say, I'm not going to support that team, like probably me, West Ham, or you're going to go the other way and go, well, actually, the most information about that team is on hand, so I'm going to, I'm going to be more interested in that team. And I think I'm that way. A lot of my dad's family are all Man United fans, so I had a lot of that when I was yeah. younger, where it was like, oh, support Man United, you just support Man United, like this is Man United the best thing to do. So when you're a child, you kind of go, well, I'm going to pick what other people like because it's the easiest thing. And like that goes from when you're at school. And I mean, when I was a child, yeah. when I was, to be honest, when I was younger, much younger, I did. I had more of an affiliation for Man United than a League One Brighton team. Well, yeah. Still yeah, supported Brighton. Definitely. And there's a photo of me in a team calendar from like 2006. But yeah, still like. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> yeah. A, can you get that? Can I'll get that photo. It? I'll put it on screen for the uh, video version of the pod. I'll put it on screen. Love it. <laughs> A video Depends. version? Oh, you love well, to see Well, I don't that, know. Man. It depends how Ooh. early it goes. If there isn't a v- video version, it'll be attached on Twitter. If there isn't yeah. a video version, you know the edit's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there isn't a video version and this whole bit gets cut, you'll know, you won't know what happened because I'll have never mentioned it. But no, that's really interesting. I mean, so if we're moving on then, yeah. let's go with Arsenal with, since Mikel Arteta came in. Seems like a good place to start. Okay. Um, so uh, what's your perspective on their season? Because it's been, I mean, a tale of two managers, really. Yeah, so I think I think if we more uh, I don't know I don't know really how to how to put it. Mm. Uh, I think since Arteta's came in, you can clearly see that uh, he's almost tried to instill a culture straight away. 
So of the 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 high work ethic and the the fighting for each other to get the points, even if almost as if they kind of lack the quality in some games, but they're going to work hard right until the end to to just show they care. Whereas I think mm. before, when uh, certainly to the end of Unai Emery's time, it was a bit um, if we're one 0 down, we're done. And I think that that showed definitely from more like the the team leader, should we say, in a, in a Bamyang and that. I think they I think, kind of lost hope quite early on. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think you, yeah, can, um, you can definitely see he's implemented styles from Guardiola, what he's learned there, coaching at City, and also from playing under Wenger. I think you can see he's taken a bit of both and put it into this current Arsenal team. I think that's a really good observation, actually, saying that, because as you say, like he's done well to to almost not become a complete carbon copy of... Uh, of Guardiola, but then also he knows the yeah. club well enough from a Wenger point of view that he understands the playing philosophy and what it means to wear the shirt as well, which I think helps connect with a lot of Arsenal fans on a different. Yeah, level. I think he he definitely. I think uh, Arsenal fans. Um, well, I don't know, like certainly, but I think they um, were kind of fearing that he's going to just try and bring in Guardiola his style, and we're just not Arsenal. Just aren't good enough to play Guardiola style. So, um, but he's kind of. Um, adapted it to his players alongside Wenger's style, Guardiola's style, and made it into his own. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I think that kind of hybrid style is something that you've seen there. And like, I think Josh is spot on when it comes to culture. That the culture at Arsenal, I mean, you look at what happened with Granit Xhaka and his situation where he was being booed and then, I mean, to an extent, really disrespected the, the honour he was given to be captain. And there are different perspectives on that, obviously, and he does have his reasons. But it is that kind of culture change. And you see he's bringing through some more younger players into games. You're seeing that he's not just throwing them in and going, oh, make the Niles, you're going to have to play right back, you know, sink or swim sort of thing. It has been a case of like, well, he has also had to deal with the fact that he's got, he hasn't got players that he's chosen. He's dealing with a completely new crop, I guess. I don't know what your perspective is on that, Josh. And the uh, from an Arsenal point of view, in terms of the playing staff, is there... Are there certain players that you think need to be moved on or certain players that need more time in the team potentially? Well, I don't know what your perspective is, if there's any you could pick out. I think it's quite a difficult one because obviously he was mm-hmm. there when a few of them, he was he was a player, <laughs> he was there, some of their players captain when in his playing days before he before he left. So I, I imagine that is quite a, a weird dynamic for some of them. For example, like Meza Ozil, who was every the number 10 in every single game sitting in front of Arteta and now he's sometimes struggling. I mean, I think he's been kind of rejuvenated since uh, Arteta came in, certainly at the start. And I think he was given a, another chance since Emery never really fancied him. So I imagine that's a bit a bit different. But as you say about the young players, I mean, I think that's notably, most notably with people like um, Bakayo Saka, who's burst onto the scene and looked unreal. But also the fact that uh, Eddie Nketiah didn't go back on loan. Yes. I think that's quite, yeah. a, quite a key one. And I think he recognises that talent and... Um, and yeah, as you say, it's willing to work with it. I, I read an article the other day about uh, Martinelli and how he was saying how uh, Arteta's been ringing him up and saying, watch back your performance. I can't remember what it was from, from X game hmm. and uh, see if you can figure out why I don't think your position positioning sorry, was that good in that game. And he said, um, Martinelli goes on to say about how the fact he cares so much about each individual player and uh, gives each individual player that amount of time to work and progress there um personal game as well as the team he said that that will stand him in good stead for like man management and stuff like that so absolutely that yeah. sounds almost guardiola-esque i mean there are always yeah exactly of guardiola's yeah. sort yeah. of man management that sounds almost yeah do you, like do you, 
Um, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about this. But do you think that Enketia is being played more because um, they're trying to prepare for the future after Bamiyang Lacazette because they might be going on to bigger and better? I think it's definitely something every club has to bear in mind to a certain extent mm-hmm. because players don't last forever. Um, there's obviously been a lot of noise around Bamiyang um, going leaving in the summer, as you say, but. I'm not. I'm not really sure where it currently stands on that. I know I, I heard a contract offer has been made to him, so yeah, I guess you have to just kind of wait and see on that. But um, yeah, it, but yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be foolish not to. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the talent such as Enketia and Martinelli as well. I think he comes into that conversation. He's obviously been in the first team squad for the whole season. But that, I mean, that goal against Chelsea uh, at Stamford Bridge when he's run nearly the whole length of the pitch. Of, of course, he's got he's got a bit of luck there. But he's at the start of the season, he scored every time he played. It was unreal how he adjusted to the Premier League and the speed of it so well. Yeah, definitely just got saying, there on uh, merit. Just mm. saying, uh, I think Greenwood's a little better. <laughs> that sounds like a debate for another day, IJ. If we're <laughs> going to start getting into this uh, Wonder Kid conversation, we could be here all day, IJ. Classic, classic Man United fan. Eh? If we're going to play top trumps, we'll, uh, we'll be here for a while. But that's really interesting, Josh. Obviously, you're talking there about Arsenal and... Um, yeah, the whole situation of they find themselves in, like going from one manager to another and talking about football managers themselves, uh, some of themselves. Pretty leads us quite nice, actually, Josh, into football manager of the game, let's say. And what your uh, experience is. The best game. I mean, well, yeah, I feel like <laughs> other games are available, but we're not the BBC, so yeah, it is the best football game available. Um, <laughs> we can say it. We can have an opinion. It doesn't hurt anyone. But so, Josh, um, start off really with the basics. When did you get into FM? Sort of how how long have you been interacting with it? And yeah, how are you finding it? I've played it on and off for years. I had uh, the first experience, I'd say, is probably um, Championship Manager I had on, <laughs> a, on a PSP, one of the first, like the really clunky ones years ago. I can't, nice. I can't have been like much older than maybe eight or something. I'd, I had no idea what I was doing. But um, I remember an Arsenal team on that, on that I managed every single time. And just Gilberto Silva being unbelievable on it. That's literally all I really remember. I don't think I knew anything about the tactics or anything, but I can remember like they used to look like uh, little like uh, tic tacs or whatever, rather yeah, than the dots they've got dots. now. Yeah, little. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're slightly different. It was, yeah, it's mad. So that that was my first one. Then um, didn't play it on PC like until 2014 or something. Okay. I had a lot of FM touches on the iPad and that in between that. Um, but yeah, so I was. I guess I kind of like had a massive break. Until I was like, say, fifteen, sixteen-ish, where I started to play it again. But yeah, this this year I am all over it. I didn't play it at all last year again either. So it's a bit weird. It's been up and down, but yeah. No, I think that makes now. that makes a lot of sense. Sort of that. Uh, I don't know if IJ's got an opinion on that as well. He's being a slightly different age to us two, and that kind uh, of yeah, it's different. Exactly. But uh, IJ, if um, you jump in there. Sorry, sorry. No, no, mate, go ahead. I keep on cutting you up. Um, no, so my first game was. Pro- I mean, no earlier than any of um, you guys, obviously, but FM15 Touch, edition on my old iPad. Um, it's obviously costing me an absolute whopping £20 on it. Very slow, uh, clunky, but that really um, made me fall in love with, with Football Manager. Then I moved on to FM17 Touch and... Um, and then uh, my first PC version was FM19, and I've obviously got FM20 now. But yeah, love in love with the game. No, that sounds great. That uh, no, sounds amazing. This idea that people come in at different times and come in on different platforms, especially nowadays with Football Manager. I know I'm sure Josh will 
agree that obviously we've both i came to it as well from that psp platform which was amazing yeah man yeah. so much so that i went back crazy like, times. Years later yeah but it's great that football <laughs> it's manager how much has changed it has yeah. yeah almost entirely i loaded up an old football manager a few a uh, few weeks ago just to sort of get a gauge of how different it was from there to now and there's just you go back through and you're like oh where's the, how do i do that oh it's not in the it's not in the game yet i need to go back through that and there's a lot of this kind of, I think there's a perspective on Football Manager that it doesn't change an awful lot year to year. But then when you go back yeah. like three years, you're like, oh, well, geez, that's like, it's a complete light year away from what it is now. Whether it's graphics, yeah, think... features or like lots of things like that. I think that the um, they've got to strike a balance that they can't just come in and change the whole game each year. They've got to add in certain things and then not add, no, yeah, not add in enough do you know what i mean so um yeah if they don't if they don't add in enough then players are just going to be like well it's the exact same as the old game so why do i buy it but if they change it too much they're like well what is this <laughs> and yeah i, I think, mean there's a keen balance to be struck there definitely and i think I, that I brings think, us sorry so karen karen oh, okay uh, so i think there's like a keen balance to strike between being ambitious and being realistic on it i think there's obviously certain things that people will ask for that unfortunately either aren't possible or are not sort of viable if that makes sense that there yeah, are yeah. there are certain things that just won't be possible but you're talking there about people's perspective on like of the games themselves individual ones i don't know if they uh, come back to you josh what's your uh how have you found fm20 most recent edition i guess is probably the next best question for me it's it's, it's been my favorite edition but i think i don't know whether i can really comment on it to you <laughs> A certain extent because um obviously i didn't play last year's didn't really play much of 18 either i haven't really played it properly on pc since since fm17 and this year i kind of like i've kind of now associated it with twitch and uh yeah everything like i didn't find any i didn't watch any videos on fm like as in content creators until this year as well so i think i've kind of like my opinion on the game might be blurred by all those other things i've found by it but yeah I've, i've played this one a lot more than any other fm i've ever played so no, I think that makes me, sense. I favorite. think, yeah, that exposure you have to the game, that sort of deeper understanding you have, I think is really yeah, important. definitely. I think that makes a big difference. And I think there's also an extent of the FMs that people, and this is an opinion that's held by a lot of people, I find, is that people's favorite FMs tend to be the ones they had the most connection with. So whether that tends to be, whether that being a save you've had, so I, like for example, like you're talking there about FM, nineteen eighty seventeen was one yeah. that I remember fondly, but that's purely because I had a save that went on and the players became iconic. Like, I can remember, I can list off the 11 that started my team. Yeah. yeah maybe the next fun. one as a product might yeah. have been a better product. It was just that I remember the older one more fondly, I guess. Nostalgia probably plays a part in it. Definitely. But, yeah. Sorry, IJ, you were going to jump in. Uh, no, I was just saying, like, I think, I just think that I just would love to know why people love FM so much. And I was just thinking, the only thing I could think is just because it's so realistic now to mm-hmm. what you just you just want uh, people dream of becoming like football managers, etc. <laughs> coming up with their own incredible, like crazy tactic, implementing that on their style. Imp- sorry, implementing that on their team. And um, yeah, I think that's just the only reason that I could think of that. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts. Yeah, I think that realism definitely plays a part. I think it'd be a little bit crazy to think otherwise. I mean, that idea that you can immerse yourself into a system so realistic that elite football clubs around the world 
use their database so you know that the stats are going to be pretty spot on for how they are in real life but not just that that you can kind of create i think the story around it so whether it be yeah, yeah. my uh, for example i know me and josh are obviously both and you ij as well obviously you create these stories especially when you're streaming as well you're creating these stories around the characters in the team so currently project i've got incoming. Yeah, project incoming obviously yeah <laughs> wink, wink and nudge, nudge. um <laughs> Yeah, and you build these narratives around... Oh, let's not use the word narrative, actually, because that doesn't have the greatest association in the FM community. Uh, you build these stories around teams and characters. and I mean, you look at some of the biggest content creators out at the moment. They are A lot of them are story-driven. Not a lot of them are because they're really good at football managers, because you go there yeah. to see the story. I don't know if that's... I mean, we can probably pivot a little bit now into more of the content side of things. When it yeah. comes to FM, it is so malleable in what you can do with it. You can do 15 Definitely. different things. And that's why there are so many different options when it comes to content creators. I mean, like yourselves, you do things. You're playing the same game, but it feels almost completely different person to person. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, as you say, uh, I know two, three, maybe two other streamers that are doing a Kings and Save, as same as what I'm doing on my on my Twitch at the moment. And that both of those other people their saves are completely different to mine they're at different stages of the save obviously um yeah different players as you say like it's just it's just so different and you can obviously without using uh any editors and stuff like that you can <laughs> you can morph it in a way into what you what you want it to be yeah which i don't think you can do with many other games like if you take if you take a fifa career mode for an example in the years that I haven't played much FM, I was just thinking I played a lot of career mode, but I've transitioned back now. Now I'm that bit older and I understand football that bit more. FM is just, it's just, there's just no comparison there anymore. Like, no, absolutely. To, to yeah. what you can do and stuff like that. I, so I think, yeah, a football manager on uh, streams, on YouTube, on yeah, Twitch, obviously, um, is building so rapidly now. What, what was it the other the other day? It was like, how many people were uh, streaming FM? I can't remember the uh, the uh, exact number, but it was absolutely unreal how many people have started to um, stream it. It's just getting so big so quickly. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. mental. I mean, especially this whole streamer showdown stuff. I think that's accelerated, hasn't it? Especially with everyone being stuck inside, having nothing to do. But as you say, they were pulling like, I don't know the exact numbers, but thousands and thousands of people watching that latest streamer showdown. It's yeah. mental. Yeah, and at one point, uh, Doctor Benji had three thousand people alone. Yeah, exactly. Just watching his stream. Okay, for other other streamers or other games, that doesn't seem that much, but for FM, that is a lot of people. Mm, there's definitely a progression, which I think is what's drawing people in. That it's not a saturated like area. That if you look at the Call yeah. of Duty sort of scene for create for their community, is kind of it's a little bit stagnant. It has really got to a point of saturation, whereas. I think because Football Manager is such a different game to different people, that when people like it, they can go, well, I want something that's a little bit more of a tactical, strategic game, like playthrough of it, so I'll go and find a Work the Space or a Second Yellow Card. I'm going to use names of people because they are the relevant parties. But if I want something that's a little bit more fun, a little bit more of the story, you're going to go to Benji. You're going to go to Loki Doki. You're going to go to people like that that have these... Like there are so Josh many things. Josh Pitt, oh, no, I was talking more about YouTube content, but if you're going to Twitch, Josh <laughs> Peach, obviously. But even even between the group, I think the group that we have sort of let's not to get too inside baseball with like how we've been watching each other, but the group of people that I've found since I've started 
are all very different in how they do things as well. So if for every for every person that does things in a way that's sort of very the personalities of the players and the like how the story comes across as well. There's also someone like Jay Abrant FC Jake, who we hope to have in a future pod, who will do things in a very sort of tactical, strategic way and sort of play a lot of bit a little bit more by the numbers while still having obviously those really entertaining story parts. I think it's just that real that difference you have between people and that you can think, find something completely you, different. If you're talking about Jake, I don't understand how you can't be uh, referencing his commentary during games. That mm. is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, you do find some people that are should be commentating on live football. There are, there are people that are knowledgeable, <laughs> that are entertaining, witty. He, like, yeah. He started, he started turning into um, Gary Neville in a couple of streams. <laughs> yeah, some of those are hilarious. This is the thing, isn't it? You can you can just stumble across people that have don't have the size of the audience, but are in talent are as good, like Josh yourself, like you, IJ, that are clearly talented enough to draw the audience that you see from the bigger from the guys that are more established. Stop it! But you can do different things. But it is it is that you can find these people doing different things, and there is so many different flavors of football manager that you don't get, like Josh was saying from Karima, but FIFA in general, you don't get that from Ultimate Team now, really. No, how how many no. different things do you find? You find a pack opening and you find a road to glory. I'd love to know <laughs> if there were more flavors to it, but that is literally what it is. If you go to Would football you, manager, you can find a pentagon challenge. Someone could be building from the bottom. Someone could have a creator club. Someone can have a network save. Someone can have a draft. It's like there are so many different ways to play the game that you just don't find elsewhere. And that's what I think sets football manager apart completely. I don't know what your guy's opinion is, but I think that's what really does set it apart. Yeah, I think how it stands up for me is how it stands up next to real world football so well mm. in the fact that you have you have clubs that use the databases and things like that like i mean once you've created something that that good like you you know you've got they know they want to they want to win it and like as soon as you as you say if you find someone who is that interested in football and football manager it goes hand in hand and then once you it's just like a bit of a snowball like once you found that you're then into the game and then as you say you find your content creator your type of 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 content you like to watch like as you say about um story i'd say i'm i'm not saying i'm very good at creating a story but i i'm not very good at the game in terms of the tactical aspect but i will nickname players they will become Madger the Badger and Waters 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 and <laughs> the Snowman and all these all these players who to people that that watch my streams will understand what I mean by saying these random random words. But yeah, yeah it's just have... it's just a bit more fun, I suppose. Yeah, you create these Josh, mate, I, that you know that are that I don't is understand. I don't I don't understand how you can be bad at football manager. You can, how can you be bad at football manager? What do you mean? I like, mean I mean more I mean, so like can... You can it's have bad results, manager. but I don't think you can have be bad yes. at football manager. Yeah, that's, think, that's, that's, what I'm, that's they're very two very different things. And I think Josh, you you don't give yourself enough credit. What you've done with Kings Lynn <laughs> is pretty good. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to consistently build a side that can keep going up isn't an easy task, especially with a pre like existing side. I was saying that we did get relegated. So yeah, what, from League One, Josh. Mate? How many teams in World Football haven't been relegated? All right, fair play. Like and actually, and do you know this leads me very nice. Actually, leads very nicely into my next point and my next question. This idea, I think that obviously you have to have success every year. I've seen it commented in a few different places. And again, we're going to talk about people that are around. This idea that you need to win everything every year, I think is becoming less and less of a thing in Football Manager. That it is becoming more about the process and about the overarching yeah. story being told. Like you look at, 
I mean, obviously yourself, Josh, but looking elsewhere in the Twitch community, look at someone like Foxy, Fox in the Box. He yeah. got relegated with his team on Twitch recently, and the reaction was more positive than when he got promoted. Because it was, oh, yeah. well, this story, this story, it's in like a natural arc. It, it has to be an arc because you can't just consistently have, I think when you have consistent progression and fly through the leagues, it's not as interesting as if you do struggle. If you do have to yeah, I totally go back agree and that. rebuild that squad, I think it is, for me, and I'm not the same for everyone, everyone has their own opinion on it. I think it does, it does, it makes it more organic, I think, and I really enjoy yeah, that. And and I think a lot of people do. Going back to that realism section, what we were talking about. I think that also adds it like you're not going to see unless a team's gone in and invested millions on the side, you're not going to see them climb up the leagues year after year after year. So I think it kind of adds a bit of um, realism to it, which is what people are obviously looking from FM. I think what I found when I got relegated from League One recently um I think we we kind of all saw it coming on the stream, which was which was an interesting uh, like storyline in itself. We all knew the squad wasn't good enough. the The season previews had us right at the bottom the whole time, and it was almost like at the end of that season, I felt there was a lot of uh, intrigue from the people watching, being like, "What well, well, he's done now?" It, literally, the whole squad left. We had like eleven players mm-hmm. to go again in League Two, and now we're straight back up. There, we're, we're second in the league at the moment. Should hopefully win it, but. Yeah, it was almost, as you say, like the, the reaction. I expected a lot of people to, to get bored. And I kind of thought to myself, if I don't go up this season, I'm going to have to play it offline for a bit until we get to a stage where the progression is back. But as you say, I think the, the audience that has stuck around has shown me that it's not like that. You, you, they, they appreciate the, the difficulty in getting a team promoted all the time and mm. building that, that solid base that you, that you build that reputation of the club to bring in those better players to then push it forward on a more stable foundation, you'd say. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Think, I think you're totally right. And I think that's a good place to sort of move on from that. And we're talking briefly before that about sort of the content that's being created. And, you know, I think we can talk about it. Obviously, with this weekend was the third edition, was it, of the streamer showdown? Yeah, I'm not sure how much, you yeah. saw, uh, for, how much of it you saw. Um, but I, what, I, what are your I opinions on that? It, well, yeah, how did you feel I about think... that? Do you think it's a success? Do you think there's anything they can improve on? I think it's a massive success. I don't think anyone thought it would be as much of a success as it has been. Mm. Um, I think actually, weirdly, I kind of think the third one has been the best one so far, and I can't really nail down why that is. I think they've kind of, um, I think you touched upon it, Charlie, actually, on one of your streams today, saying how they've got the balance right with the personalities they brought in each time. Yeah. So you've got some like the hardcore tactical people, you've got some of the people who are there more for personality, the storyline, stuff like that. The so, and the way they bounced off each other, I think worked what has worked well. And worked this time, and I think with the addition of the lowdown of over the the last two seasons has also helped people get a, a grip on the whole tournament tournament rather than watching yeah. their one favorite streamer's perspective, which I think helped a lot. Yeah, I think that's been I think that's been really massive. And like you say about the balance has been I think perfect. Adding new people, I think adding changing the rules slightly, having this idea of having different leagues and then having wild cards. I think the draft has been good. Um, Obviously, Zealand won in the end. Did, uh, did you watch the uh, full? Was it the full tournament? I guess on the Sunday, rather than not the full thing over both days. But you know what I mean. I did. did I find... think, to be fair, I think I watched just about all of it. But, but yeah, yeah, it was, it, it it was good, wasn't it? I mean, I mean the yeah. fact that 
it can it completely turned on its head after the sec after the first day it go into the knockouts. I think I mean that's that's another reason of why everyone loves football manager, isn't it? Like obviously you can say a couple of people may have bottled it, some people pulled it out of the bag, some people used pre-built tactics, but that's this there's so many different variables to it, as you say, like yeah, we'll touch on the pre-built so tactics good. question in a minute. I think. <laughs> we'll get that around to that. I was, I was but, wondering um, when that's coming. <laughs> but no, I think I think you're spot. I don't know what your opinion is, IJ. How did you did you watch much of it at the weekend? Um, I watched the on Saturday, and yeah. I watched the towards the end on um, Sunday. I think it's it, as Josh said, it is incredibly successful compared to what everyone was thinking it was going to be. You know. Mm. Um, just get a couple guys come and play a draft mode. Like draft mode takes quite a while. Who's going to stick around? It's not that entertaining. But then they've added, obviously, as you you guys said, the lowdown. It's just um, it's so interesting because of the every, all the outcomes that could happen. You don't know what's going to happen in the streamer showdown. So I think that's what makes it so good. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. And I think like Josh was saying, touch back on the point that Josh was saying about the fact that they have so many different people. I think it's fantastic for introducing new people to a wider audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you I look at someone like which Clates, it... who yeah. himself hasn't been streaming. I don't think he's been doing that long, as he, Clates? I don't think he's been... Well, I mean, we've also got James Alcott, but obviously that's slightly different. He has a bit more of an audience from elsewhere. But just introducing people to audiences they may never have been in contact with before. So you're introducing... Yeah, definitely. Like, how many people will have gone and watched Clates stream? I know, I found myself in there. I was like, so I started off, I was watching Dupe because Dupe was the guy I wanted to win. And then his first, he got sort of knocked out fairly quickly. And so, and then you find, you find yourself kind of picking up on these other stories and picking up on a guy who won the league by a bigger margin than anyone's ever won it before on the Saturday, concedes two goals in the second leg and he's out on his, he's out on his ear within sort of like yeah. the space of 10 minutes. I think that's what's so yeah. great about it. No, you're spot on. Sorry, I continue. Like expand. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what's so great about it. Just because like people, you you don't know what is going to happen. Like mm. people are coming in, they're gonna think, "Wow, he's on top. He's won the league." Can't bother to watch from the Sunday. They tune in on the Sunday. Like, what's happened there? And he's got absolutely smacked, pulled his pants down, and he's lost. He's lost to the guy that finished bottom the day before and scored. Maybe was it three goals he scored in his seven games? Or something yeah, exactly. Like a small amount of goals. So it's just, yeah, and I think those narratives it creates are it's something that you don't get normally from normal football manager either. This idea of, and I think Benji put it better. Doctor Benji put it best on the Sunday in the lowdown once he'd finished the final and lost in usual fashion. <laughs> um, like he was talking what? about the fact that if football manager does have a multiplayer community. Like I think there's been a this idea surrounding football manager for quite a few years that it doesn't have the potential to be a multiplayer game, that it just can't be played that way. Yeah. Whereas I think actually the stuff they've been doing in the last couple of years is making it more and more viable. And you see people are trying to put together esports surrounding Football Manager. And I think I'm Definitely. not sure whether that's going to be found, whether that's going to find its footing quite as well as this has. But if you can but, build the personalities to go around it, I think it's definitely possible. But sorry, IJ, go ahead. Yeah, but let's be honest. If you go on to online games and you go and look how many people are actually playing the game on the online game it's not a lot like you'll no. get a lot of people watching it but in reality are that many people playing it i bet since the streamer showdowns i bet that's that number's doubled yeah I, I bet i bet it has yeah I, yeah true in terms of actually like 
content creation as well because I think they almost I think people knew it existed in a way but they didn't know like oh, I don't know how to put it yeah 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 like how how to create a different type of FM content mm, and yeah. realize how accessible it is I suppose because I think like it almost opened them up that they're all friends they're all connected in this universe for the first time on Twitch in the same game and everyone's a bit like well, hold on a minute like it's almost like playing with your mates i think it made it re made a lot of people realize that's why i think so many people streamed after the first one i mean me included yeah, i i saw I it and i was like well i could do this i there's no reason why i couldn't sit in front of a, a camera and just chat about a game the whole time and i think the fact they did it with friends as well like as i said like it's like just playing with your mates normally in it so I think that's one interesting yeah. thing, though, as well, that came out of that, that there were a few people that got a bit, com like, in the audience, they got a bit confused with it all. Like, there's a few people saying, oh, like, people that took it too far, obviously, people that just don't... <laughs> it's the first time for any of this, I think, in the Foot Manager community. Like, it's the first time, so other than, like, the Creator Cups that Foot Manager put together at the beginning of the year, which I think vary in success. Like, this is the I... first time the creators have had the control and the creators have been able to do things in a way they know kind of works. Like, Benji obviously has had overarching control. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I agree. That Creators Cup, um, I it didn't get that much publicity, really, did it? Or like from other people, apart from Foot Manager itself. I think I, I imagine Foot Manager knew exactly what they were doing, though. In that, it's in that sense, if you know what I mean. That yeah, Manager yeah. Knew that if they were putting those people out there, the content those people were putting out was for the target market. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I didn't see it that way, but like. I don't know. I think it could have been bigger than what it was if they put. Yeah, it was quite. If I'm big, football but... manager now, and I want to plug something for next for when the next game comes out, you have a product now that has proven to be successful in the market it's in. Or successful to an extent, obviously there are. If you're putting it against like football uh, against FIFA numbers, then you're never going to win that fight. But. I think this is how you do it. I think if this is if you're going to do it again, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this starts to get more and more like people involved. I mean, you're looking at some of the names that are being involved, that pretty leads me to my next question. Like, this is only going to grow and grow. Is I mean, is there anyone that you guys think should be involved? Is there like, how would you go about if you were put in charge a little bit? Obviously, I'm not expecting you to come up with these massive, complex ideas on the spot. But how um, would you go about season four of um, Stream Showdown? Yeah, Stream Showdown. Yeah, sorry. Josh in? No, I'm joking. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> we're not getting onto that again. I don't know. Josh, what... Oh, we've lost is someone. He, is he gone? Is he gone? Sorry. I, think we've lost I might cut out. <laughs> oh, I, I heard sirens and then you might cut out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. The, the Rosas are here. No. Um, <laughs> Josh, you go, mate. I, I don't really have anything to say on it. Um, I think... I'm not, I'm not sure I change too much really yet because it's, it's a difficult balance, isn't it? Because you want to keep it fresh. So maybe adding in some sort of relegation or something. But I think if you're going to do that, you're going to have to add in more people, aren't you? So mm. it then makes it yeah, makes the, the, the logistics side of it slightly more difficult, doesn't it? So Someone in my um, chat said the other day that um, what they should do is, I don't know if it's the right thing to do or anything, but they said do qualifiers. So... I don't know how easy it would be. It'd be pretty hard to do, I guess. Oh, but add qualifiers in with like um, members of the public, other streamers, um, and do that, and then you can have like a relegation and promotion, as you say. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of it, I think like Benji said a few times, if he can make it a thirty-two 
32 team tournament that wouldn't take six years he'd do it it's the fact that mm. it it's all a bit it's a little bit clunky i suppose yeah. in the nicest possible way like the the way in which it they play the game because it's not just a normal draft is it it's like a custom-made database in which they do it in and obviously yeah. it makes it all quite difficult i guess i mean i never tried it so i wouldn't really know but yeah, yeah, yeah i mean the way so. they're doing it i think is conducive to eight people i think if you, even if you extended it up to maybe 12 people or you extend it up to 10 people yeah. you start to lose people in the mix a little bit as well i think there's even been like cases definitely. the first couple of times where you lose you wouldn't the problem is with a lot of the FM community as well is that the audience is quite shared between people. So when you get yeah, these eight people streaming at the same time, they kind of cannibalize each other's audiences. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, if you're having that many people, let's say we're going with the 36. I know, obviously, you just said it as an example, but a 36-player um, tournament and each one of them are streaming. A guy who's, the, let's say, the 32nd guy who's only averages... I say only uh, 40 viewers a stream or 30, 20. Um, he's going to lose all of them um, viewers to a bigger streamer. And so he sat there with five viewers and he's in the streamer showdown, which is meant to be really big. Do you get what I mean? I don't know if I. Yeah. Yeah. Sound... I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I think... think it's all about rotating the, the personalities is really probably the main thing they can do, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think they've done that quite well. Yeah, yeah, they've done that well so far. It's whether because I know Benji's mentioned he wants ten, so there could be potentially seven more streamer showdowns before FM Twenty One releases in November if it does come out in November. So I mean, every chance. You, yeah, yeah, but like people <laughs> like Manny and that who who stream FM and and pull big audiences already to get him involved in the FM community more regularly and almost get more external people get their eyes on the FM community. I think probably that's the best way for it to to be successful and grow. Mm, I think I think yeah, that's spot definitely. on. Yeah, Charlie Gay. You know, I think I think that's spot on. I think you make you made some really good points there when it comes to the sort of FM, so the stream showdown, the multiplayer side of it. Um, talking about the wider sort of industry, like not industry, there isn't really an industry around football manager, but you know, sort of the wider community, let's say, around football manager. Um, recently, a lot of questions have come up about some of the things that how people play the game. So I know we spoke earlier about pre-downloaded tactics, so whether it be the editor, whether it be is it FM Scout have some sort of genie thing that lets you see potential abilities and whatever, or skins that let you see potential ability? I wonder if we could just get your sort of brief, sort of what your view is on it. And I think what it's important to say when we talk about this, like we said earlier, Football Manager can be played in an almost infinite amount of different ways. So just because someone does yeah, certain things, yeah. I don't think any of us are suggesting that it's the wrong thing to do. I think it's more a case of what is your perspective on it. So. I mean, let's start with yeah. pre-downloaded tactics. What's your opinion, Josh, on using pre-downloaded ta pre-downloaded tactics? Uh, I don't really mind it, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, with all of them, I kind of think like at the end of the day, a game is supposed to be played for enjoyment, so play it exactly mm. how you want to play it. Um, personally, I've never pre-downloaded tactics before. I mean, I've, I've um, Abrant FC, as you said before, he's <laughs> helped me build a couple. I think you've helped me build some. Um, charlie stuff like that so like it's not necessarily I, I, I would never search win every game tactic i don't know whatever you put and, and download one from there but i i don't blame people that do i suppose it's a different way of playing and yeah it suits what they want to get out of the game so it's, a, yeah. it's almost a flavor question i guess right? yeah yeah that's fair enough i think that yeah, makes you, sense sorry i check on no no sorry um do you think that well we've obviously seen that it is 
possible to exploit i wouldn't say exploit but um um put the tactic make a tactic so you, as you said make a tactic so you just win every game do you think that 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 you should what do you think what are your opinions on that i can't speak today so okay <laughs> you're in the right place for that then yeah 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 i think i don't know i'll i'll i'll, I'll, I'll air in on this one i think the idea of foot manager is to try and win every game i think i'm not sure that's the question you were asking um but, if, no, you, but if you can build a tactic that wins every game and you got four divisions yeah, without any problems yeah. i think that probably speaks more to both, I mean, potentially the game having certain deficiencies against certain things. I know the Gagan Press in one update was a mighty fine, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, this is the one thing about football managers, it does evolve over the year as well when the updates are released. They're very keen, I imagine, to make sure that nothing is particularly like game-breaking in itself. But I think if you make a team that play a tactic that plays exactly to how your team wants to play and how you want to play, and gets results. I think people like to see it. People, I think that's why people go to certain people to watch stuff. I, I certainly know that's why I go to yeah. certain people to watch. I'm not, not sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's difficult as well to maybe download a tactic that will suddenly win you every game because mm. you might not have the players. You, you've got to have your your players have to fit the tactic that you're going to play in the style of play that you want to well to play. I suppose. So if you download a, a tactic that's three at the back with narrow centre mids and you play with wingers it's not going to work is it so it's yeah. a difficult one because you have to have the players think, yeah. to make it work I think it's the first year in quite a while that full manager has come out and it's there's not been one tactic that's just demolished everything all year like I yeah. don't think I've seen usually most years I know 4 2 three, one gets a bit of a kicking I was going to say yeah 4 2 three, one's fair four, two, three, I, uh, name me a football <laughs> team in the world that doesn't play a form of 4 2 three, one. That's the, that's what I'd say the reason it's so dominant is because in real life it's so dominant. Like there aren't many teams that don't play a form of a four-two-three-one. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like unrealistic in a way, but no. um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. In the past, there's been certain formations which everybody would use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had years where I'm like, the problem is, is even if you stumble across it, and you're like, well, if it works, why? Well, I'm not going to change tactic for the sake of changing a tactic. Yeah. Like, but this has been the first year where I don't think there's a tactic that will work regardless of team or level. Whereas, like you say, there has been before, there have been tactics. So whether it's a really narrow four, I know a few years ago, four three one two was really like strong because wingers just didn't do anything. And then the next year, it was like wingers were amazing. So it was like, well, everyone plays wingers. We're inside forwards, yeah. and they were really got introduced. I don't think there is a system this year that will beat any other system. I think that's been what's made this year actually probably the most interesting and the most challenging year. Yeah. I'm not sure you're on your opinion of that. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right in that. I think, as you say, um, I remember the whole inside forward stuff. And uh, when wingers didn't do anything, they should just run to the bar line and hit it from possible angles and do nothing. Um, so yeah. yeah, in the past, you say it, it definitely was 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 seen in the game. And and nowadays, well, certainly in this this game, maybe not. So that's good to see. Yeah, Josh. What um one question from me? If there was anything um in FM that you would want to change for the next year, what what would you um, suggest? I guess you said suggest. Yeah, I would suggest. 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 <laughs> Do you know what? I was, think, I was thinking about this podcast earlier and I thought, they're definitely going to ask me this question and I have <laughs> no idea. We're nothing I have literally, yeah, I have literally no idea. I, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> what, a, what a guest we have here. <laughs> <laughs> let's cut it short, lads. Yeah, that's done. Wrap it up. See you later. I think I'd like, if anything, I'd like to see maybe some more variation from something like a, a press conference or a social media feed or something like that. Because I think at the moment, yeah. like press conferences, a lot of the time I'll skip them. If there's a big game, I might do it. But uh, they, they, they're, they're, you often get asked the same questions, don't you? Um, yeah. I think so a lot of I, people have, have... Sorry, sorry, I'm keeping cutting right. people off. Yeah, carry on, Josh. Carry on, mate. Uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say now. All right, <laughs> I'll carry on there. So you're talking about press conferences and they're sort of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. This is literally just off the top of my head. So I don't know how difficult it would be it would be to change such a thing like that but um yeah i just wish i wish it was wish it altered and kind of had more of a an effect on things so i never really i never really think it does i don't know whether i've just i don't know clicked the wrong answers or something like that but especially the the social feed i think it's a good addition i think it is interesting to see what these computer generated fans and that have to say about you and things like that um but maybe some sort of more interaction when it comes to that whether like if you lose a game I don't know eight nil. Whether you can put out a tweet saying you apologise for your team's performance or whatever, and I don't know. It's just a thought whether that then gets you on on board with the fans and boosts up their support of you, so then you're less likely to get sacked if it keeps happening. I don't know something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I work. think a lot of people have, um, well, that I've spoken to have said about social the social media side, like being able to personalise your account, maybe maybe make tweets like we don't know about that, but like personalise your account would just make it the um, whole career just feel more personal to you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that customization has always been something in the game that would make, as always, they've tried to do. I know there's obviously realism that needs to be there as well. And obviously, there's, when we're talking about new features, there are certain things that always get asked for, whether it's women's football or youth football. Or I mean, I saw, I don't know who they are, they're what culture. I've quite, I do a lot of like lists and stuff. They did their yeah. list of 10 things they demand to be in FM20. And it was like, you've really struggled, <laughs> really struggled to make these 10 things up. Because yeah. I mean, from experience. <laughs> demand. demand. I love that. Strong, it? Well, it is, it is. I was like, <laughs> I mean, fair play to you, lads. You obviously think you're a you're, you're big, uh, big league now, but also... <laughs> Having been in, like, I've tried before to think of things to go We're into the game. We're not making friends on this pod, are we? <laughs> We're not making friends. They're not getting an invite to the streamer showdown, that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think honestly, the way that they want the game to work it is very much almost in the perfect place. Obviously, they will still yeah, try to like, improve things and there will be new things added every year. To put it in in the way I'm kind of thinking about it, if the new game was released tomorrow with, say, all the transfers as ha- had happened like normal, and it was just an updated database of this year's game, I'd be happy. Let's go again. Like, mm. I think I'd be fine with that. Well, see, there's a lot of people that do, like you say, this brings us right back, which is great. People that think the game doesn't change enough year to year. I think actually yeah. what you're getting, the amount of hours people put into this game, Exactly. Pretty mental value. Like, how many other things can you do yeah. for that many hours and only pay thirty all for it? Saying, all I'm saying, I was about to get onto the price. The price is unreal for this game. Like, mm, they could easily get away with. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They could easily get away with paying the same amount of money uh, for. No, you could easily um, get away with 
selling this game for the same amount as my, as well. Oh, this is going well. This is. Why am I doing a podcast? Don't swear. Why am I doing a podcast? You let's just your idea. Right now, let's just leave it. Carry on. So hold on, I can I can finish it off for you because I think we know where you were going. Just, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So for the price they're asking, they could ask for more. Like realistically. What what I was trying to say is they could get away with um selling this game for the same amount as FIFA. Can we cut this? We We got there. Mate, if you want to edit this and cut all that out, you can, but I feel like for Uh, entertainment value, you're still gonna be here. <laughs> Funny stuff. I'm wrong. No. I know what you mean, though. They could definitely charge a lot more. Definitely for me, for the amount of hours I get out of it and the value for money for yeah. me, anyway. I've had a mare. I've I had can't a mare. think of anything else I did for <laughs> 2,000 hours that isn't. I can't, I Have you played 2,000 hours of this game? Uh, Not quite yet. But getting I'm only on 360. I feel like I'm slacking. I'm, I'm on 220. I mean, there was FM 19. No, was it 19? Yeah, 19. I was. I did way more than that. Like, way more. This is this is my most played. This is my most played FM by an absolute mile. Yeah. Before this, I think it was FM fifteen. I did like one hundred twenty four hours, and that for me was a lot. I average about fifteen hundred hours each year. I think you're putting a lot since FM like sixteen. You you weren't even streaming that. No, this is just me playing for myself at university, mate. It was absolutely wonderful. I got to play Football Manager on my laptop in Wembley Stadium. That was the real high. Yeah. That was my. But did, you, but, the, but did you go to Wembley with BA? Oh, are you talking about your stream save at the moment? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. It's a little plug. I mean, it feels like a little plug, and also no one's going to know what that reference. If they don't know what this is, they're not going to know what that reference was. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Wembley tonight, but this isn't coming out tonight, so it doesn't matter. Well, it's coming out on the 9th of June. So, well, no, sorry. This What's that? Um, it's being recorded. No, today is the 9th. 9th of June. <laughs> I thought it was the 6th of June. No, today is the 9th of June. I can get out by. What has happened here, boys? This should come out on the 11th of June. Uh, ladies and gents, thank you for watching. <laughs> oh, but do you know what? That probably leads us quite nicely. I mean, we've we've got we've touched base there. So if there's anything else you want to talk about, I do. Now's the no. time, but it seems like you've no. pretty much can run out you, of ideas. Can you finish this? <laughs> Feels like it's, it's grinded to a halt nicely. It's, yeah, grinded, it's pretty much mate. got to the grinded. stage. Just ground yeah. to a halt, yeah. Ground anyway, to a halt, same yeah, thing. I think on that note, I think cut it's a good out. time. Definitely to cut that out. Can we cut the whole like last 10 minutes out? I mean, I'd rather not cut the whole last 10 minutes, IJ, but you know, All right, I don't want to make so myself too much work. I am sweating it's like gone. an absolute Jeez. can of soup. <laughs> You don't I've understand. never heard that before. <laughs> you, better keep that one in, uh, you better keep that one in because that was quite funny. <laughs> that's keep, I'm keeping that in. Uh, to be honest, mate, but, I can't keep it in unless I keep the rest of it in. So, you know. Oh, cheeks. But anyway, on that <laughs> note. Take out the ground a bit. <laughs> yeah. The... I'm so sorry, boy. Are we, good? Are we done? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Thank you very much, anyway. Thank you for everyone that's watching. You've, uh, you're on the first episode of the currently untitled Football Manager podcast. <laughs> From halftime, Kappa. Potentially the last. It could, it could be. It could be labelled by the time you get here. But you know, I'll I'll endeavour to come back and put in these little uh, ends and start bits with actual names. But so anyway, thank you for joining and joining me today, my co-host IJ. Where can we find you, IJ, on the social medias? Uh, on the old um, IJ zero eleven on uh, Twitch. Actually, IJ zero eleven underscore. Oh. 
on not on Twitch on uh, Twitter and um, on Twitch IG zero eleven. Thank you. What's your current save, IJ? I'm not going to do socials. What's your current save on Twitch? Sell people. You've got, you've got 30 uh, British seconds to sell Airways. We are flying. Brit- Sorry, if Charlie was um, talking over me again. Um, British Airways. We're flying to the Premier League. Um, that's about it. That's all I can say. I look forward to you losing to Wenger Airways. That'd be great. All right. I'm really <laughs> gonna. After this podcast, I'm really gonna get angry at you. <laughs> thank you IJ though thank you very much for joining me and our very special guest of the day Josh Peach oh, where can we find you on all the social medias other than like where Facebook I'm anyone adding you on Facebook I, I haven't used Facebook for a while so no, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't suggest it but it's <laughs> at Josh Peach underscore on Twitter and Twitch and then at Josh Peach dot underscore for uh, Instagram I apologise for all my poor answers I'm not used to podcasts but Hopefully no, you've, you've been, been okay. I've enjoyed it anyway. Thank you for having me on. What is your current save, and Josh? Just quickly, just quickly. What's your current save on my, Twitch? My I'll give you current a save elevator pitch is, <laughs> is Kingsland Town. We're taking them to the Prem from the National League North. We are six seasons in. We've had a few promotions, one relegation, but we're, we're on the way up. You're nice. good at that. Am I? Very good. That was very. That was very nice. And you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Charlie Pumphrey or at Pumphreystrefm. I have two Twitters because I'm very special. And that's Indeed, all good. But thank are. you all very much for joining me. I hope you two have had a good day. I mean, me and IJ will be back next week. Can we give a little hint? I mean, I feel like you've already said who's the next one. So if people have been listening, they'll know at this point. But can we give a hint, um, IJ, on who the next one is? The AEK Massive. We'll love him. AEK yes. Massive. Yes. That's, that's the, the AK. I mean, if you know, you know. He loves, ultimately. He loves a couple shirts in the background. He does he? love a couple shirts, which isn't good for an audio podcast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you both very much for joining and we will catch you soon. Cheerio. Adios.